Welcome to the Maximus Podcast Live with your hosts, Joe Sabula, Bobby Maximus, and the one and only Byron Godfrey, a good friend from Houston, Texas. Joe Hales from Minnesota. I, I'm a Canadian. I, I live in Salt Lake City, though. Just want to clarify, Byron, I am a Canadian because multiple times during our lives, I'm going to emphasize the difference between you and I. So let's be clear on that. We win our wars, y'all don't, but go ahead. We're, we're sponsored today by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O.com. Go get yourself some boots, some shoes, codes Maximus 50 on all athletic footwear, and also by 10,000.cc. It is the very best athletic wear on the planet. And unless you have a fat ass like Byron, then you, you can't fit in their sizes because it's built for fit folks. Uh, but use the code Maximus15 to get yourself some of those. Now, we've got some... We got, we got some interesting topics, Byron. So first up, I want to talk about murder hornets because I, I, I feel like the coronavirus didn't kill enough people and we're trying to do some kind of population control. So now they let loose with these murder hornets. You once told me you are, he's, you are my little guy crying right now because he hates murder hornets. You get stung by a murder hornet, buddy? No, I just found out by my body. Oh no! You know what you sound like? You sound like Byron sounded the first time he came to my gym, and I put <laughs> he he had the same kind of problem. And Byron's about to cry right now. Byron, you once told me you're terrified of two things: the heights and water. Are you more or less scared? Of heights, um, water, um, or these fucking murder um, hornets. I feel like you're perpetuating a stereotype right now. <laughs> <laughs> about what you told me. Are you more scared of, of, of heights and water or, or murder hornets? I swim very well. Okay. I just don't mess with uh, water where I can't see my feet. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you are scared uh, of water. <laughs> okay. And you don't like heights either. You told me that. So are you more scared I was, of like, I was made with feet, not wings. <laughs> okay. Are you answer the question? Heights, water, or these fucking murder hornets? Ah, man. Definitely the hornets, man. Where the fuck did they come from? Can they swim? They just swim. They dive into the water after you? <laughs> they look like they got little helmets, man. They look like little, like little kamikaze pilots, man. Come on, man. As if 2020 had been bad enough, man. Now we got homicidal insects, man. This is yeah. like this is like Book of Revelation going on right here. I mean, we got plenty oh, are hornets. If you're listening at home, you don't know what murder hornets are. They're two-inch-long hornets that can kill a man by stinging him. And they are so powerful. If you wear a beekeeper's suit, they will sting right through that shit. This is it. This is uh, it's an arms race. You know what I mean? It's just an arms race. We, we try to control nature with our little beekeeper suits, and this is what we get. Nature steps up. Yeah. To destroy humanity. Which will beat us first? A virus? An insect? What's next? <laughs> yeah, Byron, are you numbered all around? Just to be okay. clear. <laughs> it's clear. It's clear. A greater power, Byron, is, is trying to tell us that we need to stay inside. Are you more worried about catching the corona or getting attacked by a swarm of murder hornets? I'm always more afraid of the thing that I can't see. I'm worried about corona, but I, you know, I'm, I'm young. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, How can you say, he's saying he's worried and in the same sentence, he doesn't sound so worried. Hey, so Byron, Byron, <laughs> you can contract corona or... Joe and I can push you into a nest of murder hornets. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I'm gonna get implicated in this. <laughs> Come on, man. That's just like ridiculous. You guys wouldn't do such a thing to me. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh. Oh. oh, okay. Okay. Tell me how you really feel there, sir. Byron, Byron how many? You know what? I, I rank your friendship like how many followers on Instagram do I get if I push you into a <laughs> nest of murder hornets hey, and, hey. and it goes viral? Hey, man, don't make me send my people down there to Salt Lake. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm friends with J Prince. I'm not worried about you at all. So, okay. We're, we're done with the murder Hornets. Speaking of staying inside, uh, companies are continuing to furlough people, which is just a nice word for you are laid off. You are done. Um, is corporate culture going to be affected by this going forward, Joe? The reason I ask is companies for years have preached we're loyal to our employers, our employees. We're a family. We're going to take care of you. But you're seeing exactly what companies are all about right now in terms of supporting their employees. So I, I'm going to answer this. It's going to sound elusive, but yes and no. And I say yes, because how can you live through this as not a billionaire and, and not see, I mean, the, the whole veneer has been ripped off. These companies don't give a crap about any of us. Uh, every, every, every commercial that starts with during these trying times, please buy a Toyota. Like, I, I don't buy it. I don't feel it. I don't agree. And, and, and in any way that they're actually that concerned about me, they're more concerned about their shareholders. All the money from the bailouts goes to the shareholders, the shareholders, the shareholders, not the consumers, not the people who work there. It's plain. However, I think we talked about this. Uh, uh, it was the last week of the week before with United laid off all those people. United isn't going away. They'll, they'll, they'll go bankrupt. They'll use their bailout money. They'll be back. And then they're going to be hiring baggage handlers for five bucks an hour. And guys like us, I mean, what option do we have? I don't have a million bucks to invest in a company. I can't go out and buy stock. Like I don't have money to buy groceries. So I'm going to take whatever stupid job they give me. And now you're stuck. And so this is just a, a, a modern form of, I guess, indentured servitude. So I, so I guess, Joe, it's, it's, it's cool you brought up the airlines. I actually have a guy that uh, works out at my gym. He was a member. We do online training now that, that works for Southwest. And Southwest is actually fairly cash rich because they didn't make a bunch of dumb investments. It's a fairly well company run company. And they are in position to ride this thing out for months. On the other hand, United is a shit show and Americans a shit show. Americans burning through something like $45 million a day in losses. Do you guys think we should have to bail out American or United? Like, or, or like if you run a company like an asshole and you drive this thing into the ground, should you not deserve for your shit to close down? I mean, listen, I'll tell you what I'm sad about. No one bailed out Toys R Us. Yeah. That is an integral part of my childhood. And I loved going there with my kids. No one fucking gave them a healthy hand. Yeah, there was no yeah. vote. There was no vote on this because I guarantee we would have bailed out Toys R Us just because it's way more popular than United Airlines. You know, yeah. They're not asking us. From a practical standpoint, think about this. We are told to always keep, what, six months of reserve just in case we get laid off. Yep. Six months. That's me as a, as a, as a man. Hey, have six months of money so you can take care of your family if you get laid off. How the hell can a billion-dollar corporation like an airline not understand basic principles of hey, man, you got to have a stash? Yeah. You no, know, but we, but we're the first ones to have to bail them out. It's our taxpayer money that's bailing them out. Um, so I have an issue with that, man. Especially when my business is over here and I'm coming out of pocket every day just to make sure my business is staying afloat, yeah. so that when hopefully we do open back up, everything runs normal. I I agree. I think there should be some type of voting system on who we get because I want Blockbuster back. <laughs> I want Toys R Us back. You know what I mean? Like I want I want the WCW Monday Night Nitro back for wrestling. I I want some of that XFL action again. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't care about American Airlines. They can't run their business. That's their. I want to sit down. Well, but isn't that the whole thing of like capitalism, right? It's like the companies that make money are the ones that are going to be around. The ones that that don't make money, why are we bailing them out? Let them go. Let them go, and somebody else will step in and fill that void. Let a company like Southwest buy their planes for pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. I'm 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 for it. So we we are all in agreement. We are people of the people here. This makes me happy. Speaking of bailouts being really required. I am fucking terrified. I, I was last night, Joe, uh, I was ready for bed. I just had a sauna. I watched the last dance documentary with Michael Jordan. 
I, I was, I was, I was feeling myself a little bit. I was, I was excited. I, I went to lay in bed and then you sent me a fucking text about a damn beef shortage. And then I was riddled with anxiety and, and it, it was it ruined my whole night. Uh, it was such a good headline though. Where's the beef? Like, yeah, yeah come on. It. It's, a pun. it's a play on words. It's, it's, it's funny, but it's not funny. I'm not going to be able to eat steak. Is this beef shortage real? And how's it going to affect me? Yes, uh, you're going to have to go vegan. There's no other alternative. Yes! <laughs> you waiting for this day, buddy. <laughs> Look me in the eyes and tell me. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of meat in my freezer, but how, how bad is this? Because I, I couldn't read it. I was you know, I, if, if you understand a lot about the, the beef industry and where a lot of the beef comes from, like it, the, the, the people who supply these major buyers like Wendy's, right? They're, they're these giant corporations. They're the ones that are, that are in deep trouble. If you're buying your beef from like a local farmer, it doesn't really affect you at all. You know what I mean? So it, it just depends on how much you've been paying attention. If the only beef you get is from McDonald's, like you get what McDonald's can give you which is completely dependent on supply and demand. But if you were like, no, like I'm trying to provide for my family. I go out in the woods and I, I hunt my own food. I buy local. Like, I don't think that's going to be super. Am I going to be able to go to the Kroger and buy chicken legs? It depends on from who like Kroger knows there's a demand for that stuff. I'll tell you what, when, uh, when the, the lockdown started in Minnesota, like chicken breasts were impossible to find. It was toilet paper and chicken breasts. And I couldn't figure out what those two had to do with each other, but that's what people were buying. So there's always going to be a demand for that stuff, no matter what. And again, it's a capitalist society. If there's a demand for something, somebody's going to find a way to profit off of it. So I guarantee, yes, there will be meat. The price is what's going to change. Okay. So we need to make more money. Yeah. You're listening to this. You want to throw some money at us, sponsor this podcast. No one likes a skinny Bobby Maximus. Uh, I can attest no one likes Byron when he was vegan. I mean, no one on the planet. So you help us out. Get us some meat. Obviously, these are leading to problems with the economy. The White House just announced that they're probably killing the Corona task force, wiping it out so they can focus on the economy. I, I have so many questions about this. Number one, don't we have enough people in government that we can focus on both at the same time? I feel like I feel like we don't have to kill a task force to focus on the okay, economy. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to answer a lot of these questions in, in just one statement here. And that statement is you have to stop thinking that they're trying to solve a problem and realize they're only focused on the next election. Okay. That's it. All they want to talk about is what they can do because Trump knows that if the economy improves at all, at all, which it's probably gonna when businesses open up, then he can say, oh, I've saved the country and all the the people who support him are just going to be. Okay. Meanwhile, Taiwan's playing baseball. South Korea's playing baseball. They got this shit handled. Uh, South Korea invented a phone booth. You walk in the phone booth and it it detects Corona and like, Six minutes or something like that. Seven minutes. They are fucking just just good to go. New Zealand wiped it out. How long are we in this mess for? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving like, you the end of the year mm-hmm. before we get you know something to. Hey, NFL is planning on season as usual, but they do have a ticket refund policy now. So it's like, yeah, we're gonna be fine, except you know when we're not. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great, but if we're not, yeah, which I'm for that. I just want to see football. I don't care if there's one person in the damn stands, knock somebody's head off. Yeah, that's all I care about. I don't. I don't watch football for the fans. No. You know, honestly, I I thought about this watching WrestleMania. Like they could just have canned audience, and it would be just as exciting to watch at home. You know, just 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 take the audience track from last season. And just play it over the highlights for this seat. Like, problem solved. You'd be good. All right, we're moving to the sports section of the podcast. So it came out. This is mostly for Byron because he is disrespectful to the core. Joe, you're a respectful guy. Larry Bird, I guess he said to his teammates in 1986 that he was going to play. He's right-handed, by the way, but he was going to play only left-handed against the Blazers and save his right hand for the Lakers two nights later. 
playing left-handed. He's a right-handed guy. He scored 47 points. He had 14 rebounds and 11 assists. How disrespectful is that? What year was this? In 1986. How disrespectful is that to the Blazers? Well, Drexler was there. <laughs> yeah. How disrespectful is that? Wow. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Listen, Rob, I'm going to tell you something, man. You fought in the UFC. You've been a professional athlete. I'm not taking disrespect for anybody. I don't give a damn what level you're on. This ass should have been put through that floor. I have a left hand by the time I'm done. I'm going to break that son of a bitch. You're not going to. Wow. No, sir. Oh. That's, uh, yeah, no. Nah. I'm is sorry. that the? I is got that a few the, things that I want to say, but we have an audience. So is this, is this more a reflection on the greatness of Larry Bird, or is this a, a very negative reflection on the Blazers and their inability <laughs> to handle their business? Joe, would you like to answer that one first? <laughs> hey, you know what? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Like the, the Blazers, the Blazers had an opportunity to do something. Apparently, they didn't. You know, or or I mean, maybe maybe there's just no answer for that. I don't in know. The NBA in the eighties, dude, you basically <laughs> murder someone on the floor and get away with just get a regular five. There's no way in the hell that should have gotten away with that. <laughs> Uh, oh. But I, honestly, God, would they have even known? Would it, would it, would somebody have been going up for the block and be like, "Hey, he shot that with his offhand"? That's so weird. Why is he doing that? You got to pick up on. They spent Byron. They knew this game was coming up. They spent all their time practicing blocking those right-handed shots. They were coming across. They were coming across, and then he's shooting the other way. This is like this is chess, man. They got out forty-seven points. What is enough? Enough. Like, man, is somebody going to stop this dude or not? <laughs> All right. So, next. This, this, I, I feel like the entire tone of this podcast is going to be disrespectful from now on. <laughs> Another point of disrespect. You, you play for an NFL franchise one of the greatest of all time. You were a silver star in your chest, Dallas Cowboys, and you're Dak Prescott. You won Rookie of the Year. You threw for damn near 5,000 yards. You won a playoff game. They pay everyone on the team more money than they're worth, but they don't pay you. And then your owner just goes and signs Andy Dalton as a backup. (laughs) Disrespectful or not disrespectful, Byron? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me tell you. But here's the problem. Who in the league values Dak Prescott like that? That he can go and be like, hey, I'm going to hold out or I'll leave. Like, I don't think Dak's um, that good of a quarterback where he can do that, but he's the best thing the Cowboys have, and I believe he, he deserves his money. But definitely. I mean, it, I, I feel like – I don't know what's going on. Aaron Rodgers got disrespected by the Packers. We got Carson Wentz, who's in his prime – Philly rather go, go, go back to Rogers for a second. If Rogers hadn't signed like an eighty-five million a year contract, like if he if they were only paying him a million a year, would that have been disrespectful? You know what I mean? Like, so I think what what Byron's getting at, like Dak doesn't he hasn't been given that in the first place. Like he's not been held up to a point where where there's a value placed on him. And if he hasn't been able to get himself some value, like then of course they're gonna treat. I just, him. I just think uh, the disrespect comes for Dak. Um, when you look at the other quarterbacks that who are getting paid, yeah, he's as good as some of those. Yeah, right. But I think the problem that Dak may be facing is he may be asking for too much money. Um, I mean, but who else are you gonna get out there? He, I mean, you're not gonna find too many quarterbacks better than Dak right now who's out there that's for free. I mean, that's unbelievable, shall I say? So, but I think he's asking for upwards over a hundred million dollars. Really, Dak? Really? But I guess it's not about what you're worth. It's about what, what you can ask for. And in this case, you can ask for it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I, I keep going back to Isaiah Thomas. We, we've talked about this. He got kept off the dream team. It's all, it's just, it keeps coming out. Apparently, it's not just Mike. 
Magic didn't like him. Larry Bird didn't like him. His own teammates didn't like him. Like it just apparently that's why he was off the dream team. But I want to I want to alert you guys to a fact. There's only one man that could say this, and his name's Isaiah Thomas. He took out Jordan, he took out Bird, and he took out Magic in playoff series. He's the only person on the planet that can say he took out all three. Is it time to give the man his due? Like, I get it that he's not liked, but, I mean, should we just all admit that that he should have been on the Dream Team and give him a gold medal? Well, first of all, you can't just give him a gold medal. Second of all, I don't think anyone is denying that the man's arguably, you know, after Magic, the best point guard for the game. We're not arguing that. We're just saying he's a little bitch. I mean, let me rephrase that. They act, he acted like a little bitch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not his. I, I would think he's one of the best uh, point guards to play the game. He should. Well, but, okay, so I don't. I don't like that term because it's extremely derogative towards women. Don't bring that. I, up. I wasn't talking about women. A female demographic, but <laughs> okay. But he it, wasn't. It is, he, it is a, a legitimate term for a female dog, and that's what Byron was getting at. I was. He, I'm following. He wasn't. He wasn't like whiny. He just took it to Magic and Bird and Jordan, and they didn't like it. So are they being no. petty? Are they being petty by not letting him on the team? You know, I, no, I, I, there's, there's another question. Did did the Dream Team really need Isaiah Thomas? Is that what you're getting at? Well, like you, they couldn't have won. Like they couldn't have already me. been ridiculous. You can't tell me you're going to take John Stockton instead of Isaiah Thomas. John Stockton's a better yeah. locker room. Uh, yeah, teammate. I'll give you that. I'll give I'll give you that for sure, Byron. I think that's a really legitimate point. Uh, but uh, I mean, they were going in there with like, this is ridiculous. This is like the stupidest thing that could ever happen. Why? Why do we need to have like? Why are we arguing over like Stockton or Isaiah Thomas? Like, either one of them is so much better than literally anyone they're going to face. Christian Leitner, Isaiah, Isaiah didn't deserve, when they had their famous scrimmage, Mike made Christian Leitner sit on the bench the whole time because he didn't want to lose. He wouldn't even let in a minute in practice. Wasn't part of that, though, they had to have one college kid on the team? I believe that was part of, like, you got to have someone from, from college on there. They, at the time, Christian Leitner was the golden boy. How would you feel... Byron, you, you're Christian Leitner. You're the best player in college. And Mike says, you're not allowed to practice. Don't fuck this up. Sit your ass down. Are you just excited to be in the room with these guys and you sit down and watch the best basketball of your life? Or are you, are you pissed and insulted and hurt? I mean, that's twofold. Number one, I'm just happy to be in the room with all of that greatness. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah, the competitor in me is pissed. You know, the competitor in me is like, yo, man, I can get out here and compete. Now, now that's you. That's you. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. You're, you're, you're sitting there, and Mike walks over and taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, boy, go get me a Gatorade. You? Are you happy to go? Are you damn if a grown man call me boy. Okay. okay. Let's, let's, let's go back. <laughs> I don't give a damn how old you are. <laughs> Ain't nobody's boy. Second of all, yeah, I'd be like, nah, Mike, get your own damn Gatorade. You, <laughs> like, you, would, you would say that. You you're are, talking to me. I'm not Christian Layton. All right. I just, who who would you let do that to you? My dad, maybe. What about Hakeem Olajuwon? Dream wouldn't do that. <laughs> you sure? That's, I'm why, that's why he's Hakeem. That. <laughs> Dream wouldn't do that. What about War Moon? What if he did that to you? Hell no, nah, I'm fighting that some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Uh, a heated argument. What well, it, it happened a while ago. Charles Barkley was on TV. He was asked in an interview something about Michael Jordan's uh, ability to own the Charlotte Bobcats. And uh Chuck basically said Mike's a terrible owner. And then he took it a step further and said Mike's surrounded by a bunch of kiss asses. That caused a fracture in Charles Barkley and, and Jordan's relationship. Apparently neither of them is interested 
in making up. Charles has said he's sad, but he won't pick up the phone and call Mike. Who who's at fault here for this friendship breaking apart? Is it is it is it Mike for being a little petty and understanding that Charles is on TV and he gets paid for speaking his mind, or did Charles go too far? Because I feel like if you badmouth your boy in public, it's a pretty shitty move. Let me tell you. Bobby, I could I could sit here and say you're sur- surrounded by a bunch of kiss asses, but I would do that to your face and never out in public, especially if I have an audience. If you're boys, you see what I'm saying? And I think yep. that's where Parker went wrong. Man, I would never blast. You don't blast your boys in public. Okay. Do you have a problem with Charles Barkley saying Michael Jordan was a bad basketball owner? Uh, no, I don't. I don't have a problem with him saying. I have a problem with him saying that in public. Okay, so let me. Okay, so let me let me break this into your terms. Charles Barkley's an analyst. He's paid to give his honest opinion. Right. Charlotte's record in the last since Michael Jordan took over ownership is something like. 230 wins and like 500 losses. It's not good. You know, it's it's, it's written. So what's Charles supposed to say when someone asks him if Mike's a good owner? Like this is like, imagine me in a men's health interview and I'm a journalist and I, 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 people respect me for my honesty. And someone asks me, is Byron ripped? the hell am I supposed to say? I think it'll lie and say yes. You haven't seen me in months, buddy. <laughs> you hear me? You wait till I get up there. I got some shit to show you some of bitches. Number one. Number two, are they asking these questions about um, prior to, to, to my guy who owned the Clippers? Were they, were they asking that about the Clippers owner? Were they asking, asking that about, you know, New Orleans? Like some of these other programs that were terrible. <laughs> I don't even hear a word Byron saying right now. That was such a good analogy, Bobby. I'm so proud of you. That was amazing. Like, like, do you think Byron's a little chubby? Well, I I can't know. Fuck, I I don't know. Like, it it seems kind of like... Now, now the kiss-ass thing, if I say then further, you're surrounded by a bunch of kiss-asses, that maybe takes it too far. But just, you can't hate a guy for keeping it real. Oh, but it's how you it's how you say it. No, he's a terrible owner. No, you can't say some shit like that. Like, hey, I, yeah, I think you're right. You gotta you have to make like some attempt to to respect the relationship a little bit. You know, you know, Man. Mike's a friend, and you know, I, I think his uh, his skill set is is you know maybe maybe better on the court than off the court. Something to that effect, I think, is is a nicer way to say it while still respecting the man. You know. So, Joe, because I'm, I'm all about analogies. Do you think yeah, yeah. Byron's chubby? Well, you know, I, I don't think Byron, you know, I, I think... What I would say, the, the way that I would answer, I'd be like, Byron is not as ripped as he could be, but he's okay, working on it. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Yeah. And, like I said, I can't wait to see you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, like, so, like, right now, do you look more like... Genuine in the pony video, or do you look more <laughs> like Martin Lawrence in the Bad Boys? <laughs> Which version? One, two, or three? <laughs> three. The new Bad Boy. Nah, I gotta go with Genuine. First of all, second of all, I would never want to look like Genuine. Right? <laughs> you know, I'm from the South, man. We got this thing about you know. Never mind. Light skinned dudes and all that. Do you you know, though, there was actually this thing, people were ripping Martin Lawrence on the internet, people on the internet are dumb, that he wasn't ripped for Bad Boys 3, and it's like, he's a cop, like, 15 years later, he shouldn't be fucking ripped. You know what I mean? Like, what was your ripped. I'll tell you. You know? He's a comedian, who gives a damn? First of all, have you seen real life police officers? That, the motherfuckers ain't ripped. That's what I'm saying. That's what I I'm mean, saying. Hey, but people, everybody's not Tony around here, all right? <laughs> we don't have, you know, everybody's not looking like, you know, our, our boy Tony. So, here's what it is. All right. Speaking of mean people on the internet, Byron, I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to word this. 
Can you name anybody um, who has a better starting five in the NBA than Kendall Jenner? Okay, you're assuming that I even pay attention to her. Pardon? You're assuming that I pay attention to her. Kendall Jenner has dated Kyle Kuzma, Ben Simmons, <laughs> Blake Griffin, <laughs> Devin Booker. Can anyone put – the reason I say this is someone put a meme together. I, I, it came up on my Instagram today. She's really mad about it. She, she clapped back at them. But they put a meme together about Kendall's starting five in the NBA, and she's the all-time GOAT. Is this, is this fair or is this foul? Joe? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm, it, the whole thing is foul to me because, like, okay. wow. But, I mean, good point, I guess. <laughs> if you, if you want to make a contest out of this, it would be really I mean, hard to, to – to... I mean, here's the thing. You're a, pub, you're a public figure. You've made your money being a public figure. Is your dating history fair game for everyone on Twitter and Instagram? Put your life in public? Yeah. It is what it is, buddy. You decided to put your life out there. Mm-hmm. You know? There's a reason that even on social media, some people won't post their family. They want to keep that part of everything private because they want to keep it to the people who mean the most. If you want your life out there, put it out there. Hey, listen. I'm going to use Jay-Z and Beyonce now. It's a bad. It might be a terrible, but you don't, they don't really put their personal life out there for people to see. And it doesn't get any more public than Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of eyes there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't want to be ridiculed. But yeah, it's in the house. There you go. Byron has spoken. I'm reading it right now. It's 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 kind of it's kind of amusing. So Kendall Jenner from Keeping Up with the Kardashians has a not safe for web. Is that what NSFW is, Joe? Not safe for work. Not safe for work. Clap back about her NBA player dating history. Uh, basketball fans, uh, they've been ribbing her about an outing with athlete Devin Booker. Um and, 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 and so there was some pictures leaked to TMZ and then people started making these memes about Kendall Jenner's starting five. And then some people tweeted to her saying the NBA players pass around Kendall Jenner more than they pass around the ball. <laughs> Which wow. that's, that's not very nice. Um, wow. so, Wow. Hey, but who, whose fault is it? So I actually, reading Kendall's clapback, I am a Kendall Jenner fan now. She wrote back on her Twitter, they act like I'm not in full control of where I throw this cooch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> If she didn't have a problem with it, damn it, then why should we? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway. Uh, you know? Hey. Yes. Oh, and it gets better. They're comparing Kendall's top five against Chloe's top five because Chloe's had Lamar oh. Odom, Tristan Thompson, uh, um, James Harden. Um uh, in a few, so who, hey, who has a, who has a better go with, uh, I got to go with Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go with Chloe because you take those three and you can get pretty much any two anywhere else. <laughs> Just fill up some, with some, some random NBA cats. One who's a defensive guy because you know Harden ain't going to play no D. Okay? <laughs> so, and then like a point guard, you good. Yeah. All right. So, because I, I feel like I feel like Lamar and Harden could take any. I mean, that, that's two of the better offensive people that there are. Oh, you know, Lamar is what six eight, six nine, maybe even taller. Can handle the rock, post you up, or all. I gotta go with Chloe. Yeah. Why am I really analyzing this? All right. <laughs> this is gonna get us in trouble. Um, but I, I actually though, I gotta say, I love that Kendall Jenner just said that right back. Like, fuck y'all. 
mm-hmm. didn't like play, didn't like cry. You know, hurt my feelings. Just fucking let him have. Well, it. I can't. I, I can't I, imagine I, trying to live a public life and not having the the. I don't know. I hate to say the phrase, even, but like to have the balls to say something like that. Like, cause you know, your shit is out there. You know, people are, are tracking and people are paying attention. And if you're sensitive to that, like the hell are you doing? So her, her response is like the only real legitimate response. You know, I'm, I'm actually on that note. Okay. Celebrities are real people. Yeah. And just because you live your life in the public eye, doesn't mean it's fair game to just attack you for all kinds of shit. I am on the side though, of if you do live your life in the public eye, you kind of deserve what comes at you. You kind of ask for it because otherwise you can go away and hide. But equally I am on the side of celebrities should not have to take the high road. If someone comes at you on Twitter, you should be allowed to just eviscerate them because you've got to own you got to own the words that come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, Byron, I'll tell you, uh, uh, my friend, Miss Kelly Price, someone came at her. Someone came at her online because apparently she showed too much cleavage. And the person said, I'm praying for you. So Kelly basically put up the mean comment the person made and let her have it. And then people were trying to defend this person saying Kelly was being petty. And I'm like, no, no, no. If you want to send somebody a DM or you want to insult them, you need to own those words. Yeah. Just like, just like if you're stupid enough 10 years ago to make a homophobic or racist comment on your Twitter, if you don't get hired today by an employer, you had that coming. Yeah. You know, it's things done in private just stay in private. Yep. But, but there's there's also like just the human decency thing of like the public shouldn't be digging that shit up and saying that stuff because it's just not nice. It's not it's not polite. But people go on the internet not not to be polite. You know what I mean? They're they're hiding behind their little their, their anonymity, you know, and they're just being dicks. Yeah, and so, I feel like I, I feel like Joe, someone, what's coming. Yeah, Joe, I feel like someone sends you a message that like insults you, insults your daughter and you post them and they take a bunch of heat for it. They had it coming. Yeah. Like my dad used to say, speak your mind, but watch your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you gotta own the shit that comes out of your two lips. But if they approach, so for instance, if you and I are having a conversation, it's in private. Is it for you now that I've approached you in private to to make it public? No, not if you say it to my face. But even if it's, hey, I'm, I, I can't see you. Like, I don't see you. I go in your, I, I'm going to send you a text message. You send me a text, it's fair fucking game. Really? You live in fucking Salt Lake City. <laughs> I pick up the phone and call you. Okay, but we're, okay, it's different. We're friends. You don't know me. And you decide, actually, I, we do know each other. Right. And I decide to go on a racist-fueled rant and drop an N-bomb on you. Okay. And you fucking leak that shit to the media, and it ruins me. I have that shit coming. But you know what? I would. Well, that's me. I wouldn't do that. I would give you that shit. But, but I have that shit coming. That word shouldn't come out of my mouth. People got to own. You got to think real carefully before you speak. Right. I'm not Wait, talking I'm, about... I'm not I'm talking I'm, about... If Joe confides in me about marital problems and... Joe and I have a falling out. I'm not going to leak his shit. That's foul. Right. But if I all of a sudden go on the attack on JoJo and Max, Joe, and I say all kinds of wretched shit, yeah, I got what's coming to me. Yeah, well, well there's, there's I, the, I, smart, I, I, the smart I, I, part of it, too, is recognizing when you're leaving a trail of shit. This goes back to, like, your Twitter comments from 10 years ago. There's a record of that stuff. Like, you can't just throw the first words that pop in your stupid mind right. out for the world to see and then expect to be... To be by, the way, by the way, because we are all good friends, there is some form of anonymity required in our friendship. That's part of the friendship code. Mm. We keep each other's secrets, even if we fall apart. We keep each other's secrets. Kind of the deal. I was never. I was. But, I was. I was. I was raised a little different. I was just like, if, if I'm gonna go back to your example, if you use the N word in private, and I heard you, I would check you in private. It's not for me to go out there. Okay. But we 
we have a code and we're friends. If someone slides into your DMs and says some shit to you, that ain't private. But that mother don't know me either. That's that, but that's that's true. And and what I'm saying too is, and now there's like an actual physical record of that conversation. So you like you put it out there. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if I, if I didn't know Bobby and I saw him in public and, and I managed to pull him aside and tell him what a piece of shit I thought he was by whispering politely in his ear, there's no freaking record. It's he said, I said, but if I send him certified mail with a bunch of like crazy shit on it and he posts it on his Instagram, it's because it exists. He doesn't have to like get into a, uh, he said, she said kind of a situation. So I think it's yeah. to like a, a permanent medium they exist permanently. If you pulled him to the side and told him he was a piece of shit and knocked the shit out of you, I'd be like, you had that coming too. Yeah, well, right. Even though it's in private. But my, my point is, you know, amongst us, um, it's just the color. What's in private stays in private. Right. You know, except, on, except during this podcast. When we're live, it's all fair game. Okay, this Byron, is... Go. <laughs> This is the perfect jump-off point for our final topic. When we're talking about people getting knocked the shit out of them, uh, Byron, for those of you that don't know, fancies himself as a pugilist. He likes to think uh, of himself as a boxer. He's like a, like a, like a Floyd Mayweather that ate too many Oreo cookies. He's, he's hitting the mitts. He's, that was my nice way of calling you chubby, by the way. But you like it. You have a little boxing coach. You're young. You claim you're you're fit. Byron, how much money would we have to pay you to fight Mike Tyson in this charity boat he wants to do? Hey, listen. Ain't no fucking way. (laughs) Ain't no way. (laughs) I see that man. That man still. Hey, I got a question. You taking the bronze bomb or are you taking Mike Tyson if they're in the ring right now? I'm not fighting Mike. He's crazy. I think, I feel like Deontay is like, I feel like his craziness is kind of an act. I, I feel like Mike Tyson. Would, anyway, this video came out of 53-year-old Mike Tyson hitting pads. Byron, $5 million to fight that man for three rounds. Wait, wait. Okay, time out. What is considered a fight? Now, if I get in the ring and run around for a little bit. Yeah. How for five million, I can run for a long time. I will run my ass off. You, you I will, I will take yeah, one. Hey, Just not so you, you, it's it's a little circle with ropes. You think you can hide from Mike in there? I mean, like <laughs> you, you really want to be in that environment with that man? Five million dollars. Hey, five mil. I'm wrapping. I'm holding. I'm squeezing. Like they're gonna have to pry me off this dude. Five mil. Uh, man, I'm dealing, Mike. I'll give you a million dollars just to not punch me right now. <laughs> I'll be like, yo, just don't give me that body shot. I'll take a shot outside the head before a body shot, dude. Just this light I'll, contact. I know it sounds crazy. Sparring. We'll last three rounds. We're both gonna make a fortune. This hey, is great. Hey, let me get a little tap. Let me get a little tap. I'll add a couple to your to your pocket. What it what it comes down to for me. Is 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 five million worth the risk of being in a permanent vegetative state? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if he watching him hit pads. Listen, listen. That right hand that kid that over the top. Right oh. Five million is going to cover a lot of medical expenses. It won't cover all of them. But what good <laughs> is five million when you don't know who you are? You don't know where you come from because hey, that's what's going to end up at the Anthony end. Anthony Joshua is the champion of the world right now. Right? I'll fight him for five mil easy. Okay, no, no, no. Anthony Joshua is the champion of the world. We got Deontay Wilder. We got Tyson Fury. Actually, Tyson's the champion of the world. Anthony wants to fight Tyson Fury. My bad. Tyson took out Deontay Wilder. Uh, uh, Mike Tyson versus Tyson Fury. Who wins? Is this is this in the ring? Like no, this is a boxing match. I'm just going by what Mike (laughs) looks like right now. Uh, uh, I I would have to go Tyson. 
Hey, Tyson. Tyson. Tyson, or, Tyson or Tyson? I'm going to pick Tyson. That's a safe bet. What about what about Mike Tyson or Anthony Joshua? I'm going Mike Tyson. All right, Deontay Wilder, the illegitimate son of Clubber Lang, or Mike Tyson? Or Mike Tyson again? I want to see it. Set it up. Whoever's listening, boxing promoters, we want Mike back. We want him back. I feel like I just I don't want to be in the arena when it happens. <laughs> I feel like the argument is that Mike can't go probably longer than three or four rounds. But I feel like that's all Mike needs if he is motivated. Yeah. Oh man. You know, I, I added it up. If you were to add up the money I paid in pay-per-view versus the seconds of his fights, I've paid that man like eight million dollars an hour. Because <laughs> you pay you pay 90 bucks for a pay-per-view and you get three seconds of fighting and it's over. Oh, I remember the first book, the, the When He Falls Speaks. I was like, do I should really pay for this? <laughs> <laughs> I really? Dude, I thought Gabriel was in the first round. He's out. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you can't get out the first round, dude? Okay. One final question, Byron, hypothetical question. I actually, uh, it was a great moment for me Omari Hardwick commented on my Instagram. Uh, you would know Omari Hardwick, uh, his, his alias is Ghost from the show Power. He's one of my favorite actors. He says that there's no debate. Ali's number one, Tyson's number two. In their prime, those two men fight. Who wins? Oh, I hate these hypotheticals, man. Because I am a, Ali, Ali is like, uh, man, he's my, oh, he's my hero, dude. And I, the only thing I don't know. The, the way I look at this, I, I'm going to give it to Ali because Ali's going to think his way around this. The the thing that makes Tyson scary is that the dude is like disconnected. He's a little bit nuts. So it's impossible. <laughs> a little bit, Joe. He's, he's impossible to predict. Uh, uh, I mean, just. If that if you're walking through the lobby of a hotel in Vegas and you see that that man hitting on your sister, like how do you respond to Mike Tyson, especially if she's like flirting with him? There's like there's some legit fear going on. You know what I mean? like, this is a bad situation, and that's what I imagine getting into the ring with him. Like I, I want to have strategy, I want to think it out, but it's like I just I gotta survive the first thirty seconds, and then after that. It's, it's a matter of, like, do I have a skill set that's going to allow me to put some hits on this man? I feel like... You know, what I, you know what I think, Joe? I think we don't give Tyson enough credit for being an intelligent boxer. I, I think, I, he's, I think he's great. Smarter, I think, I think he's, he's great. a lot smarter in the ring than we, than we think, man. And he had an I don't, excellent... I think, yeah, I don't disagree. He's, I think he's phenomenal. You watch that man move. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's I, why I think I'm best. It, it, it's it's his training. I think he's fighting on a lot of instinct. He's fighting on a lot of heart, and and I just think Ali is is also thinking the whole time. Ali can change you, his strategy. My question to you: Who's better, Mike Tyson or Joe Brady? Oh, uh, that yeah. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah. You see, and and, and I honestly believe Mike Tyson is better than Joe Frazier. And I, I, I think Tyson could, could give Ali for I think he could take him. So you're saying because, because Frazier knocked out Ali, you um, think Tyson could be Frazier? But I'm not, even, not, even, not even that, that – because that, um, I don't think Ali was Ali – was, that was right when he came back, mm-hmm. you know, being out when he fought Frazier. Um, but even the second time they fought when Ali beat him, that was a brawl. Like, like Ali got beat up badly, um, and Frazier just couldn't make. He just couldn't take anymore. So, but I think Tyson's better than Frazier, as as far as the fighter. I think he has better. Um, I, I think I just think he's better. I think he had a better uh, trainer, which I shouldn't be saying that because Manuel Sewell was freaking an amazing trainer. Um, but I just think Tyson was a better thinker than we than we give him credit for in the ring. I think I think he's also just a brawler. I think he was a guy who who enjoyed getting hit and enjoyed hitting other people in a way that a lot of boxers don't. Like most boxers like hitting people, but they don't like getting hit. And I think Tyson wanted he wanted to bring that. Yeah. You know, like he wanted somebody to come at him. He wanted to be in there and he wanted to be fighting. And that's really hard. 
Like it's really hard to think your way around, you know? See, I, I feel like Ali might've had the more storied career when you look at it as a whole. Cause Ali didn't like get to the point where he was fighting Peter McNeely for nothing and, and looking bad and all the craziness and everything. But there have been three creatures that God created that have roamed the earth in the history of the earth that are perfect killing machines. The Megalodon shark, the Velociraptor, and then Mike Tyson, like 1986 to 1991. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want, if, if, if I have to take the whole career and put them against each other, I feel like it's Ali. But if I'm taking the very best and baddest version of Tyson and putting it against the very best and baddest version of Muhammad Ali, I don't know if Ali survives that. I'm with you. I just, Tyson's always going forward. He's putting the heat on yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know. This is, I mean, how much movement can you do? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I put, put this into perspective. This is where my thoughts go. If you had to pick one human being, one human being in all of human history to fight a silverback gorilla, who do you pick? <laughs> I would not pick Ali. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we're talking maybe Genghis Khan, maybe Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know maybe what I mean? He's probably bigger than a silverback gorilla. <laughs> yeah. And Mike's crazy. He will bite. He will scratch. He will kick. I mean, he knocked an old lady out. Yeah, he knocked an old lady out in an elevator to take her groceries. That's a different kind of human that you're fighting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm with you. All right, you guys, this has been a blast. I, I hope if you're listening at home, I hope you like our live bullshit. <laughs> Just you know, apologize if we offended anybody. Not really, actually. You don't. You don't. You need. You, you need getting into this. You chose this. You listen to this podcast. <laughs> the consequences of your actions. You know better. Uh, you guys, this has been a blast. Dying green.